0: following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show.
1: And welcome everyone back to Answers for Elders radio. And I am here again with Faith Marshall, who is a dementia and Alzheimer's expert, who is also doing some advanced study on hypnosis and how that's helping us. And one of the things we talked about, just a generic thing of what is it and how are we getting back to normal and all of these things but you used a term um faith that i'm kind of interested in hearing and it's very true now that we've been cooped up for a year there is like a new normal out there isn't there yes there is tell me a little bit about what you mean by that well we we have all
2: learned to wash our hands not touch our face put on a mask we're we're now programmed to be distant yeah, not hugging people, right? And and that that that's a it's uncomfortable for some people. I'm a hugger, so I, I just want to run in and hug my friends. So you have that. You it's like you have this barrier, right? And we need to learn what that means to us. And you don't want to make someone feel uncomfortable, right. even if you're vaccinated. You don't want to make someone feel comfortable by getting in their space. So now we have this new normal of respecting. A space that we maybe didn't respect mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. and just interpreting how someone feels so we're really doing the whole body language check
1: too i think another thing that you're saying which i think is really accurate is that when you it, it's like now that everybody like i have a two of my closest friends or three of my closest friends we're all completely vaccinated now But the question is, do we still, I mean, we're trying to figure out, do we, if it's just us and we're both vaccinated, do we still need to wear masks? Well, we probably don't if we're outside, but we still kind of do. But then again, we don't really need to. There's all these, there's all these questioning of what's appropriate and what isn't. And I think a lot of people are trying to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So you obviously talk about new normal and, and, um, you know, as we're coming out uh, the term, I'm just going to use the word out of hiding. Um, <laughs> you know, what is it for those that have dementia and Alzheimer's? That a lot of times they don't even really understood what was going on, right? They may not have understood what was going
2: on and they may not have really recognized that there was a big, that it was a whole year. Mm-hmm. They, they, they adapted to what they were conditioned to do wherever they were. Uh, Mm -hmm. in a home or in their own home. And the memory is is so tricky in that you don't know what they're going to remember. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: My mom would always go back to her high school years and sing her high school alma mater. And I just have thought about if she was still alive now and I was dealing with that, I would choose to go back to where she is. Mm -hmm. Find out where she is what she's remembering how she's mm-hmm. feeling
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you really have to meet them where they are yeah you can't try to convince them that it's 2021 even or that we just survived a whole year of not seeing each other right because that there might be a blessing in that that they don't realize it's been a year since they saw you
1: <laughs> well and, and something that i'm sure like you said if you even though you may have talked to a, a parent that has dementia or Alzheimer's during that time on a phone or something like that, um, I would have only assume that there would be different priorities in their life after a year. Yeah. So tell me how that affects. I think
2: every patient is different, so it's hard to answer that question okay. in a broad. Uh-huh. I think our hope is that we reunite with them, that they recognize our face, they recognize our voice, they recognize our fragrance, and we reunite and you know, maybe take them for a car ride as a baby mm-hmm. step for their first venture out mm-hmm. of the home. If it is their first venture out, get a feeling for how they're reacting. They're going to see things that they didn't see before. They're going to see people on the street all wearing masks. Yeah, they're, they're going to they're going to see people in line outside of Costco. You know, six feet apart still, right? So there's so many things that are different that they may or may not even notice or recognize, but there might be questions. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: My mom had a habit of really paying attention when we were driving, and she'd be reading street signs, and she'd be watching people, and she'd be seeing what color truck was in front of us, and it just always amazed me that she was focusing on that level of detail. So I can only imagine that each, each experience is going to be different for every right. family member it's just like you know a two-year-old that you're taking to the store you don't quite know what's going to happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know so so if somebody has um getting ready now obviously to see their loved one and of course certainly laws are you know, right now uh, it's my understanding that one person has to be vaccinated doesn't it doesn't matter which one is that correct that's the rule i i, I think it's based on by county so it's, okay, it's a little bit county. okay yeah. Yeah, so so the point is, is that let's just say um, you're going to see a loved one for the first time. What are your recommended recommendations at this point? So you're coordinating with the staff, I'm
2: sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if you can have a phone call before you go. Just make that attempt to let mom know that you're coming. Huh? Call her when you get there. See if you can try to get her into that. I say mom because I dealt with my mom. Of course, it could be dad. It could be anyone. But just... Being in touch with them more frequently, not just a pop-in surprise visit, although we would think that would be fun to surprise Mm -hmm. them, but they don't really surprise very well. No. So doing your best. Find out whether the home is going to let you in their room, whether they want to meet you outside, what what are the requirements for that facility Mm -hmm. and what they're dealing with. Bring mom something that is her favorite. My mom loved chocolate. I could shift her mood easily by bringing chocolate or flowers. I used to do and,
1: that too. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> My mom, it was always in the summer, I'd stop and get a root beer float. And we'd sit there, you know, I'd grab a carton of ice cream at the grocery store next yeah. door and bring in a bottle of root beer. And and we would sit there and have the most lovely time together, even though she was not, um, you know, I... I know. What about like taking photographs? What do you think about that idea? Sometimes it helps them remember. Is that
2: what you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We always had photo boards in mom's room to help her remember. Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing that I want to mention is that sometimes you're dealing in your own fear. Mm -hmm. You're apprehensive. You don't, you're fearful that mom might remember you. One of the things that I recommend is if it's possible to bring a friend or have a sibling come with you. Mom always seemed to open up more when there were was more than just me. So I would bring mm-hmm. my friend as a crutch because mom would behave better for the friend and have a conversation <laughs> with the fe- friend instead that. of looking at me saying, "Where have you been?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So it's 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 all about how how the family member feels too. Sure,
1: sure. Well, and I think the other thing is, is that, um, just thinking is your expectations. I think letting go of your own personal expectations, Yes. So meet with your loved one, you know, mom's going to be probably different every time you show up and it's not, it's not necessarily going to be, you know, it might be a good day or it might be a bad day. Right. (laughs) That's one of the things about dementia and Alzheimer's, um, you know, I always knew my mother would have a, A urinary tract infection, a UTI, Mm -hmm. because if she started acting a little bit more pronounced with her dementia, right away I had them um, check her.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. you,
1: You know, those things that are going on every day with them and certainly doing our best to make sure that they're, that they're comfortable and realizing just meeting them where they're, they are is, you know, what you said. That's really the key in all of this is making sure that your expectations are let go because mom might be wonderful one day and mom may not know you the next day. Right. That's and reality. <laughs> also be prepared
2: because my mom had no filter. Oh. So <laughs> in this last year I put on a few COVID pounds. So yeah. if I showed up to see her she'd probably look at me and say you're fat. <laughs> She just had no filter, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, be prepared for you look different. They might look different. So, prepare yourself for maybe how they look. They might be a little thinner. They
1: might. I think the other thing to bring up, too, is the fact that it doesn't matter how long you're separated from them, it doesn't matter how, you know, what your, how pronounced their dementia and Alzheimer's is, they still know how to push your buttons. Oh, yes. <laughs> And so learning to take care of your own self. Um, yes. I know for me, I learned with my mother. She still knew how to push push my buttons even when she, you know, her dementia got more pronounced. And she could do it in Swedish because that's pretty much all she was speaking at the end of her life. <laughs> but she would, um, I would learn to excuse myself and go walk around the block. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that you're taking care of yourself in the process and not getting into it with somebody that has dementia or Alzheimer's yes they don't have their reality is their reality it's not going to change no nope. and it's it, certainly not going to be the you know your perception of life. right and yeah. it's a waste of your energy to try to convince
2: them otherwise you just right. yeah right. do the dance and I, I say it's like dancing with dementia right it's it, like it's, they're it's, leading and you're following and <laughs> exactly. you may you may miss a
1: step but it's okay so faith we have one minute left give us just a really quick um summary of what do you do to help families and how do we how do we reach you i love meeting with families and
2: just kind of learning where they're at what the siblings are contributing and and kind of come out with a a list of things to do so that they can cooperate and collaborate their efforts in support of their loved one Mm -hmm. and you can schedule a call with me by going to Awakenings Hypnosis and Coaching, and it'll give you an option to schedule a free complimentary call that we can
1: just strategize and see if I can help your family. Well, and we would love to certainly do more of this with you because I think a lot of the things, there are ways of communicating with our loved ones. We just have to find them. And you're certainly, you know, a communications helper to do that. So we're looking forward to having Faith with us for the rest of this hour, everyone. And she'll be right back with us right after this.
0: Answers for Elders radio show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive our monthly newsletter, receive promotional discounts, and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForEldersRadio.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors